may have bad taste or smells, but there's even more to be concerned about. City water contains harmful chlorine and chemicals, which enter our bodies while showering, cooking, and washing food. Bottled water or sink filters don't protect you. Quad Max, HydroCare's revolutionary whole house system, provides healthy, clean, great-tasting water from every faucet with virtually no pressure loss. It's the only one of its kind with four times the purification capacity in one compact unit, and it's only $495. The water quality far exceeds that of a system selling for twice the price. So take charge of your family's health. HydroCare, the smart technology for all your water problems. Try now, pay later. Go to bestfiltertoday.com. That's bestfiltertoday.com. Or call now, 1-866-984-6024. That's 1-866-984-6024. The revolution in clean water is here. Hydro but I'm not hearing anything in the headphones. You're on, Chuck. You're on, Chuck. Okay, I hear that. And uh, I believe we're live here at the IRN USA Radio Network. Welcome to the program. You're welcome to join us at uh, 844-439-439. One three nine one. Chuck Moore speaks, launching into yet another week of live broadcasting here at the IRN USA Radio Network. Just uh, trying to find my glasses here. There they are. Let's see. I've got Steve. I've got um, Stephen Deese coming up. Steve Dace coming up in hour number two, who is a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. Uh, making the rounds in uh, conservative circles is his new book, which is uh, Rules for Patriots, How Conservatives Can Win Again. And we'll also be joined by David Corbin, who has a um, a constitution, a Federalist Papers project, where his organization is examining the Federalist Papers, paper by paper, and uh, and applying the same to current events, something that uh, I want to get behind, I want to support, because I think that we need to, uh, as, a, as a people, improve our knowledge of uh, the, uh, the laws of the, the foundational laws of our land. And there's so much that's misunderstood about the Constitution. I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing some of my older programs with my uh, former co-host, Dr. Patrick O'Heffernan, who takes a liberal perspective. And uh, I can see from our debates over the Constitution that there's a great deal of, um, I would argue, a misunderstanding from the left with regard to the nature of the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't grant 
laws. It doesn't grant privileges. It doesn't give powers. Uh, and this is a very major misunderstanding from the left, and it's one that is not an insignificant matter because that belief goes completely against the American theory of government. The Constitution, based upon the theories that were believed in and held by our founding generation and by their purpose in creating a Constitution, uh, which was, of course, derived not only from the Bible, but also from uh, British uh, Enlightenment thinkers such as John Locke and uh, Count Montesquieu of France and uh, Hobbes and others. And that is that rights are inherent. Rights exist. Rights are what Thomas Jefferson called in the Declaration of Independence inalienable or unalienable, excuse me. He listed those rights as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But in the broader sense, rights exist on all levels. The rights are inherent. I mean, the, the, the Bible says that rights were given by God. And that's a, an assumption that, that's been held by Americans, and I would even argue by those who, those who don't believe in God necessarily who could say that rights came from a force outside of the manipulative control of human beings. Their rights cannot be altered. They cannot be manipulated. They cannot be in any way changed by man-made governments. And that, therefore, the purpose of the U.S. Constitution was simply to recognize already existing rights. That is the theory that our entire government is based on, that rights come from God and not man. Rights come, right, or in the case of an atheist, rights are ineffable. They're immutable. They're immutable. They are true. They are universal. And that it is up to man, who has the power of reason, to over time, identify and discern what are rights and to then do implement them in a sense or live by them both in one's own life and in the life of a nation. So the Constitution, based on American theory of government, does not grant rights the Constitution recognizes rights. And uh, I say this because my former co-host and I were debating, and I'm listening to those programs. They're really quite good. And they, by the way, are archived on my Potomatic site. Just go to Potomatic and go to Chuck Moore Speaks and you'll find them. His, we, we were interviewing Jim Dean from Democracy in America. He's Howard Dean's brother. And they were supporting a uh, constitutional amendment that had at the time been proposed by Senator Bernie Sanders, which would have given special rights to unions to contribute to political campaigns, 
but would have denied those same rights to any other organization with their specific emphasis on corporations. Now, I argued that uh, the Constitution recognizes the right of people to free speech, free press, the right to assemble, the right to organize in a manner in which one can present one's grievances and to demand that the government redress those grievances. All of that is in the Constitution. It's in the Bill of Rights. And that as such, unions and corporations have a right to influence elections through money. Money is, after all, a means of speech. It is a, um, it's a vehicle by which speech can be amplified. And that this is freedom. And, you know, money is an abstract means to, uh, to action. And Bernie Sanders' amendment, and Patrick backed this up, said that only unions should have those rights and not corporations. Why? Because corporations are making profits. That's why. So in other words, there's something wrong with making money. People who make money or who make too much money, and I'm not sure how they determine what is too much, they would be denied the right to influence elections because apparently making money is some great evil, right? And that unions, on the other hand, they would be given this right, even though unions are the largest financiers of campaigns, both in direct money and also in indirect in-kind support, because, according to Bernie Sanders and my former co-host, unions represent the people. You know, they represent the little guy. And at the end of the broadcast, I pointed out that the Constitution recognizes rights, and when they do so, they recognize those rights for all people. They don't select one group here, one group there. Oh, you don't get the rights because you got too much money, but you do get the rights because you we like you, we think you represent people. That's not what the Constitution is all about. That's what happens in a dictatorship. That's what the founding generation rejected when they rejected the dictatorship of the British monarch, King George III, and the British Parliament, of which they had no representatives. That the whole purpose, the raison d'etre of our system is that rights are immutable and as such they are equally applied. And the Constitution says this in Article 1, Section 8 that laws cannot be made in a way that favors one particular group or faction over another. That if there is a law to be created, it has to apply to all people equally. You cannot say, we're going to pass a law, but only you guys get to enjoy it, and the other people, they don't get it, they don't, because we don't like them. And uh, it also gets to the, the, the more specific political question which I didn't think uh, Howard uh, uh, Bernie Sanders' amendment addressed, which is that even let's let's say for the sake of argument that unions should be given a constitutional amendment to be able to donate money to campaigns and, and corporations should be banned, 
Do unions represent anyone other than their own membership? How, what percentage of American workers are unionized? I don't think in this country it's more than maybe 15% at most, maybe 20 at most. I think it's probably closer to 10. So what about all the other workers who are not unionized? I mean, I can speak as someone who has worked in both union and non-union shops. And uh, there are benefits and fallbacks to both. I'm not against unions or non-union shops, places. But I don't see why being a member of a union should give you special rights. I don't see why a union should be able to take money that they extract out of the pockets of their members through dues and be able to give that money to campaigns, whereas a corporation should not. And what's wrong with making profits? Why is that evil? You know, I mean, who and who gets to decide what is too much profit in this country, in, in Bernie Sanders' world? You know, did Bill Gates make too much money? Right? Steve Jobs, did he make too much money? Did that schmuck over at uh, Facebook make too much money? Or the guys at Google? Or Microsoft or or any of those companies, are they making too much money? And who says? This is something that obviously, I mean to me and to I think most rational people, and I, I on that I would even include some liberals, would have to say that it makes no sense for a government to be involved in deciding who makes how much, or even keeping records of it. But yet that's what they want to do. They want to pass a constitutional amendment that would ban people from, who are making too much money from participating in the public sphere, from participating in elections. And they say, oh, well, I mean, corporations aren't really people. Corporations are shareholders. They're hedge funds, right? Like the way Patrick used to work in some dog whistles on that, like, oh, hedge funds, as if somehow this is a conservative thing. And and they're owned by foreigners, yes, of course. And some of those foreign countries are, are not made up of people. They're dictatorships, and that's true. But that's the cost of freedom. Most of the corporations are owned by people. Most of the, if you trace the the ownership of stock, it goes back to people. People who are blue-collar workers. Retired women. Breathe it in, kid. Clean, fresh air thanks to these new air handler filters. They're more energy efficient, hold more dust, and are stronger than ever. And Granger's got over 3,000 different styles and sizes to choose from. Just ordered a new batch from Granger.com today. I love oxygen, kid. And this facility's got some great AO2. I'm breathing easier just thinking about these air handler filters. Get some today. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com slash air handler or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Today, most people are more likely to get a pay cut than a cost of living raise. 
But I have good news for you. You can build your own golden parachute. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and I think you'll find that the three-step plan home business system is a great solution to money worries. With a three-step plan home business, you can add to your income in your spare time. Many build their businesses into a full-time income that earns more than a regular job. That's a pretty good financial backup plan, don't you think? After all these years of hearing about us, you know that we have helped a lot of people earn extra money we could help you too. The three-step plan home business system is better than a parachute because we'll never leave you out there hanging. We'll train you and show you how to use the telephone and email to make money from home. Don't just worry about money. Do something about it. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. I owe over $20,000 to the IRS. I don't have the money, and now my wages are being garnished. You need tax representation. I'm really worried. The IRS just sent me a letter, and they want to audit my business. You need tax representation. But who can I trust? Tax Representation Incorporated. It's a fact that if you owe taxes, the IRS has the power to take everything you own, including your home, your business, and even your freedom. If you receive a letter from the IRS, don't ignore it. Call Tax Representation Incorporated, and we'll be on the phone with the IRS to Stop the threats within the same day. Guaranteed. Don't ignore it. If you're being audited or have years of unfiled tax returns, a federal tax lien, or worse yet, been issued a wage garnishment or bank levy, let the expert staff of tax attorneys and enrolled agents protect you from the IRS and get you the best tax representation and settlement. Guaranteed. We'll be on the phone with the IRS to stop the threats same day. Guaranteed. Go to taxrepresentation.com. Call 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. Not available in California. Do you have startup capital and are looking to invest in a booming health-based business? Here's your opportunity because we're looking for business-savvy, healthy-minded people in this area to become franchise owners of Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, the number one healthy vending franchise in North America. Fresh Healthy Vending is a publicly traded company. With your Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, you'll be selling exactly what America wants, all-natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. And with the USDA Smart Snacks and School Nutrition Guidelines starting and banning junk food in schools, the demand for fresh, healthy snacks is only getting bigger. Fresh Healthy Vending has identified prime vending machine locations in this area. And we place your machines for you so you can capitalize on the huge demand for healthy organic snacks on the go. Ready to grab your share of this booming industry? Visit readyforfresh.com today and enter code 2000 for free owner information. Locations in this area are filling up fast, so visit readyforfresh.com, special code 2000. You have a mortgage and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years? We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Call for your free CD now, 800-383-5310. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-383-5310, 800-383-5310. And uh, his face, and his book is popular too. Yeah, look at that. He, he, he seems to be into what I would describe as spiritual communism. He wants to eliminate inequality in the world. He wants to in- eliminate what he calls hierarchies because these things hurt people. And that we all have to just get along and get together because we're all equal. And 
his faith is very typical and similar to Unitarian Universalism. Uh, I happened to, over a, a couple of Sundays ago, I was driving down to visit my father who lives in a nursing home, and I listened to some Sunday radio and some Sunday preaching. And here in Boston, we have on, uh, my father lives on Cape Cod, we had on uh, a universalist preacher, Unitarian Universalist preacher, and his whole presentation was an attack on freedom and, and a communistic spirituality. That the villain that he was going after in his speech was not evil, not satanic, was not someone who did wrong. He didn't mention anything about that. The villain was those principles which separate us, which make us separate from each other, uh, whether it be property, whether it be uh, any other number of things. And I think that that is the sort of spirituality and this glorification of the collective where all people, in fact, are de facto made to be equal, and we have an international one-world ant colony. That's that's what this um, Oliver Dean is all about also. And, uh, again, I call that spiritual communism. The principle there being that there should be no differences between people or no inequalities between people. Well, as I pointed out to Mr. Dean, inequalities are natural. They're not just differences. That's a euphemism. They are inequalities. I mean, fundamentally, we're all equal because we're all born equal. We all die equal. We are created equal under the under God. God created every human being, every single solitary person in the image, he and she, in the image of the Creator, according to the Bible. That's a biblical precept that is advanced in the American Declaration of Independence when Thomas Jefferson said, all men are created equal. That is a biblical idea. It's a spiritual idea. We're all equal spiritually. We're not necessarily equal physically or mentally or in terms of abilities uh, or circumstances, but we are equal spiritually. Spiritually, we are all the same. And that, by the way, runs contrary to Darwinian ideal, which is that we are all unequal, that we that the important thing is, you know, the physical evolution of the species, either up or down. But that once we, we, we understand the, the, the spiritual nature of man, and once we establish governments that protect that most fundamental form of equality, which is equal justice under the law, then we are set free as individuals to achieve or not achieve based upon our abilities. And by doing so, by nature, we become unequal. And sometimes that unequal aspect is unfair. You know, it's, it's, uh, life is not fair. 
And Mr. Dean brings up the other factor that he objects to, which is hierarchy. Now, hierarchy is something he wants to do away with. I would argue that hierarchy in the private world, while it's not, it's distasteful at times, it is just the price of freedom. We have to be free to form associations and that within associations there do develop hierarchy. It's just the nature of the being. That's how things are coordinated. Either it's formal or informal, but that's just how human beings interact. There's a leader or, or maybe group of leaders. There's a group of people who tend to be in leadership, and then there's a group of people who are not. Or different variations of that theme. And it can be corrupting. I mean, it's corrupting when you have nepotism in a company. Like, for example, if a, if a person might be in a company, they might work their way up, work hard, become highly skilled and talented, but they could be passed over for advancement by some schmuck who is somebody's brother-in-law or, or nephew or niece you know, or sister. Your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years. We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. <laughs> Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now. 800-383-5310. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD. 800-383-5310. 800-383-5310. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step -step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-540-0364. 1-800-540-0364. That's 1-800-540-0364. 1-800-540-0364. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And uh, in hour number two today, we're going to have Dave Corbin. He is a professor of politics at the King's College in New York. And he's involved with the Bill of Rights Institute, which is releasing papers on a regular basis that delve into the meaning and the import of various of our Bill of Rights. 
and how they apply to today's politics. So I'm looking forward to that. And then in the bottom of the second hour, we'll be joined by conservative syndicated, nationally syndicated radio talk show host Steve Days, who has a new book out called Rules for Patriots, uh, How Conservatives Can Win Again. Let's see what he has to say. Time is running out on American exceptionalism. The light of liberty is flickering. At no point since we still had the redcoats on our shores has freedom been more imperiled. This time it's not an invading foreign power that threatens us, but our own government gone wild, unhinged from its constitutional limits. Many great books have been written about what we should believe and why, or why the left's beliefs are flawed, but never before has a book been written that shows how to do what we believe. Until now, the left has its playbook, Saul Alinsky's infamous rules for radicals. Now the good guys have theirs. Endorsed by a who's who of the conservative movement, we present Rules for Patriots. And this is by Steve Dace. He will be my guest at the bottom of the second hour. Um, here's a blueprint for defeating the left in America. Um, it says here, the statist Marxist left in America is propped up by a four-legged stool. If you do not cut off the legs of this stool, you cannot defeat them. If a candidate for office you're supporting doesn't at least threaten one of these stools, they're a waste of your time. If you're supporting a candidate who enables any of these four stools, you are supporting your opponent. Number one, the child-killing industry. Abortion is the oldest and most lucrative revenue stream to the American left. On average, about 4,000 babies are killed via abortion in America each day, and the average cost is about 500 bucks per kill. That's a $2 million per day, and if you multiply that by 365 days a year, you come up with a $730 million annual industry that produces a lot of potential Democrat Party donations from Planned Parenthood, the leading child killer in the country. Number two, the homosexual lobby. Although not as vast as the child-killing industry, though moguls like Tim Gill and David Geffen, the homosexual lobby has become one of the biggest revenue streams for the American left. Leftist cultural enclaves like Hollywood, that are the most hostile to any form of Judeo-Christian moral tradition, have embraced lifestyles healthier civilizations have traditionally referred to as immoral and discouraged. Number three, government education. The government schools, K-12, through are on the, and on to into college, have essentially become the youth ministry for secular progressives. It is here, with the aid of pop culture, that they have established their feeder system to replenish their ranks every generation. And number four, Government Sector Employee Unions. Yay, good for him. This is the mobocracy the American left uses to intimidate Republicans into caving into more big government, and groups like AFSCME provide the worker bees, ground troops, for the left's army in the culture war. They are the most dedicated foot soldiers they have, and why wouldn't they be? Indeed. They are because they've got a self-interest 
in expanding government because that's who they are. They're government employees. Oh, I couldn't agree more with Steve Dace. I mean, I, I wonder about how to reduce abortion in this country. Um, and I do not believe, quite frankly, that it is practical to ban abortion. But uh, I'd like to hear his expre- Hello, his his uh, and his suggestions about how to reduce like to abortion in America. The answer, proof um, of God in heaven. Anyway, the, the book is like again is uh, rules for ra- rules for patriots, as well as to questions that you and uh, it's doing pretty years. well on the charts. Example, it's like. And it's it's reached uh, number one and in elections and number seven in, like in conservatism and liberalism where do we come from and on today's uh, Amazon uh, and Amazon Kindle. Of surrounding us? So uh, he'll be up with us in the bottom of the next hour with Dave Corbin joining us in the first part. Anyway, getting back to what I was talking about with regard to hierarchies. As we simply know of gravity, and all of the Dean's book, and he's going to be a guest with me. Universe. He'll be you back probably sometime, not next God. week, because I'm pretty booked next Please week, but the week website, after. The for more Hierarchies Hello, are part of a free system. They are the price of freedom. It's not particularly, you know, by any means perfect. And in fact, it can be terribly corrupting. As well as to but it is the price of freedom, the ages. For and there example, are consequences there when hierarchies is, is are unjust. How could be they should be criticized and condemned if they are, but ultimately, as free citizens, they have a right to be. They don't have to promote anyone they don't want to promote. They don't have to, you know, it is not, you know, to remove nepotism in the private world is not is not something that the government should do or can do ultimately. But in the area of the public sector, in the area of government, absolutely hierarchy is wrong. And when I say government, I'm talking about American, our American system. Do you have startup capital and are looking to invest in a booming health-based business? Here's your opportunity, because we're looking for business-savvy, healthy-minded people in this area to become franchise owners of Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, the number one healthy vending franchise in North America. Fresh Healthy Vending is a publicly traded company. With your Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, you'll be selling exactly what America wants, all natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. And with the USDA Smart Snacks and School Nutrition Guidelines starting and banning junk food in schools, the demand for fresh, healthy snacks is only getting bigger. Fresh Healthy Vending has identified prime vending machine locations in this area. And we place your machines for you so you can capitalize on the huge demand for healthy organic snacks on the go. Ready to grab your share of this booming industry? Visit readyforfresh.com today and enter code 2000 for free owner information. Locations in this area are filling up fast, so visit readyforfresh.com, special code 2000. Election speaks. Every U.S. Senate, a third of the Senate has to stand for election. The president is elected every four years. But the system was put in place to ensure that a hierarchy wouldn't develop, and rightfully. That does, however, beg the question of why, then, have hierarchies developed in the public sphere? Why is it 
that some people have been able to obtain undue powers? Well, I mean, I would tell you that it has to do with um, the transfer of powers away from our elected representatives and placed in the hands of unelected, unaccountable bureaucracies made up of so-called social planners, you know, a professional class of rulers, you know, people who want to plan economies, population, education, health care, welfare, uh, you know, military, uh, you know, like policing issues, all of it. These people are the generation of and the cadres of the planners, and they are liberal, believe me. You know, you got a few conservatives sprinkled in. But the whole endeavor is liberal. This whole idea that an educated aristocracy can and should regulate and make plans. You know, the left, this is why the left has a soft spot, not only for communism, but I would argue also for Nazism, because those particular forms of government were total planned governments. You had in place a, a, a high-level hierarchy of experts. You know, Karl Marx called it the dictatorship of the proletariats. Uh, in the case of the Nazis, it was a political party, the Nazi party. And that these people were the social planners of the, of the nation. In the case of Germany, it didn't start with the Nazis. It went back to actually Otto von Bismarck in the days of the Prussian, the Kingdom of Prussia, which eventually became the Empire of Germany. You know, where you had the first sort of national socialist state, a hyper-nationalist state, where education, health care, welfare, all of it would be planned by experts. And that there were people in the United States, and a pretty good number of them, who admired those European ideas. IRA. Master key answers like a master key to all your specific questions, questions about the as existence well as of God, questions that as well as to questions that humanity has asked for example, the is there a God? For example, and is there a God? Is he good? And if there is, is he good? How could it be meant suffering? And if he's good, how could it be meant suffering in this world? It sounds like a contradiction. Where do we come from and where are we going? Where are we going and why this tremendous amount of why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding life? After death, is there, is life there actually a after death? Is there actually hell? a heaven? How can we and be sure there's any proof? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two proof? main ingredients of happiness? And how could many more questions are addressed in our many more questions are addressed in our new book? Proof of God yes. in heaven. Proof as we of God simply know of gravity. As we simply know of gravity, and not just believe in it. The naturalistic of this universe. You believe will turn into knowledge. You turn into knowledge, and you will know God. Please visit our website. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. You'll want to listen. You'll want to listen when Chuck on the Moore information speaks. Radio on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much, and uh, we've got uh, Dave Corbin coming up, and then we've got nationally syndicated radio host uh, Steve Dace coming up, the author of Rules for Rules for Patriots: How Conservatives Can Win Again. Uh, going back to uh, 
to what I was talking about here. The um, the business of the um, the transfer of powers from our elected representatives to appointed governments, that's been going on in this country since, I would argue, the election of 1912. And what we have is the emergence of a, a ruling class, a hierarchy, which we're not supposed to have in the public sector. It's it, it exists in the private sector. It's part of nature. It's part of freedom. It may be distasteful, but it exists. Can't be. There's nothing that can be done about that. But our government sector, our public sector, our government was set up in a way that that would not happen, and that's why we have elections, so that we can have a new government every two years, and that there would not be this development of a hierarchy of rulers. But nevertheless, the trend has been more toward a hierarchy of rulers, both because of the increased powers that have been gathered in the hands of our elected representatives outside the Constitution, and because of the transfer of legitimate powers of our Constitution to unelected representatives, unelected people, some of whom actually are not even Americans. Now, as far as the government itself, the uh, the powers have enhanced above and beyond the Constitution. The presidency has taken on more powers since Franklin Roosevelt's declaration of uh, of emergency was granted by Congress in uh, March of uh, 1933. He asked for it during his inaugural address and he received it a couple of weeks after becoming president. And those emergency powers, I would argue, have been in place ever since. Um, and a lot of what the president does that's extra-constitutional is based upon those emergency powers, powers that are really only supposed to be invoked in times of war, declared war, war declared by Congress, or in times of grave national emergency, like, for example, the Civil War, when Abraham Lincoln um, assumed certain prerogatives as president that were above and beyond the Constitution to deal with the emergency, and that was an insurrection. The Constitution says that a president can do that. That's perfectly appropriate. But what Franklin Roosevelt did was that he assumed these same emergency powers, very vaguely stated, under the guise of the Depression, saying that this was an emergency, and that we were at war, in a sense, with poverty, and that as such he would be assuming these powers. What happened technically, if one reads and looks at the history of this, and it's kind of a amazing thing to think about, but what happened was that Roosevelt's emergency powers meant that the federal government, the executive branch in particular, would technically be in a state of war against the American people. And I mean that literally. That is the theory upon which emergency powers are functioning on the federal level. And that is why a president can do things that are extra-constitutional and does. So, you know, the, um, the bottom line is that um, this, is, um, you know, this is why Roosevelt was able to put uh, Japanese-Americans into internment camps. I mean, this is why, uh, you know, since then you have the advent of, uh, of executive orders, like uh, Barack Obama's executive order issued in uh, 
2002 that says that in the case of an emergency, which is very vaguely defined, the President of the United States can assume all control of the means of production. What is socialism? Public ownership of the means of production. And it wasn't just the President that assumed emergency powers in the 1930s, and that has accelerated ever since. It was also the Congress itself. Article 1, Section 8 limits the congressional prerogatives. I mean, it states them. It talks about where Congress is uh, can act and can legislate, but it all, but Congress has overstepped that. And, of course, then you have the Supreme Court and the federal court, and for that matter, state courts, that have overstepped their authority to interpret laws that are made by Congress and enacted by the president, um, and also to interpret conflicting claims by citizens. They have overstepped that by getting into making laws from the bench. Now, we may like some of those laws and some of them we may not like, but the fact of the matter is that the very existence of a uh, a Supreme Court... you got to pay attention to the small things, kid. Small things matter. Small problems become big problems. Take a transformer. Rain leaks into a transformer. Insulation system breaks down. Insulation system breaks down. Copper windings overheat. Copper windings overheat. Transformer blows. Transformer blows. Facility goes dark. Facility goes dark. Kid, you don't want to know what happens next. That's why I use Granger. Granger helps keep small problems from turning into big problems. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com or call 800-801-3465. 800-801-3465. We expect... Author, journalist, author, and American patriot. American this patriot. is Chuck Morse Speaks. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and we are back. Um, well, I'm having a couple of minor issues. It's all my fault. I'm flickering around with buttons here on the on the mixing board. Anyway, we've got, as mentioned, Dave Corbin coming up at the top of the next hour, and he's involved with the um, the Bill of Rights Institute, uh, which um, is uh, dealing with. It's, it's actually funded by Charles Koch, which is interesting. Uh, they are involved with um, essentially an exposition of the um, the Bill of Rights and, and, and applications of same to today's politics. And at the bottom of the hour, we'll be joined by Steve Dace, Steve Dace, who is a nationally syndicated radio talk show host and who is the author of the new excellent book, Rules for Patriots, How Conservatives Can Win Again. Steve is talking about Republicans becoming Republican as opposed to, uh, you know, these sort of liberal Eastern Seaboard establishment types that keep losing elections on the national level and on the state level. Uh, People like, uh, you know, Mitt Romney, with due respect to him, uh, John McCain, 
Bob Dole. Yeah, I think the last, uh, well, I mean, I suppose the Bushes won, and they were liberalish. I mean, I, certainly the father was. I, I don't know about George W. Actually, was a bit more conservative. Um, and his claim is that genuinely conservative candidates can win again and should win again and should represent conservative values. So we'll talk a little bit about what conservative values are and what and how we can expect candidates to to win and where they have won. And um, I tend to agree with him. Uh, I, I think that there are, there's, of course, problems in the details. You know, he talks about the... Um, you know, the the abortion industry, which is a multi-million dollar industry for the left. And he talks about the homosexual lobby, which is also a big industry. But on a practical level, on a public policy level, I want to know what you do. Anyway, we'll be back. have bad taste or smells, but there's even more to be concerned about. City water contains harmful chlorine and chemicals, which enter our bodies while showering, cooking, and washing food. Bottled water or sink filters don't protect you. QuadMax, HydroCare's revolutionary whole house system, provides healthy, clean, great-tasting water from every faucet with virtually no pressure loss. It's the only one of its kind, with four times the purification capacity in one compact unit, and it's only $495. The water quality far exceeds that of a system selling for twice the price. So take charge of your family's health. HydroCare, the smart technology for all your water problems. Try now, pay later. Go to bestfiltertoday.com. That's bestfiltertoday.com. Or call now, 1-866-984-6024. That's 1-866-984-6024. The revolution in clean water is here. HydroCare. Stand up and stop taking abuse from your kids. I pledge never to let my kid disrespect me ever again. I pledge to stop letting my daughter walk all over me. I pledge to stop living in fear of my son's anger. I pledge never to feel like a bad parent ever again. Because I'm not. I pledge to stop letting my child's behavior control my home. I pledge to be a mom with kids who listen. A total transformation mom. I'm Janet Lehman, co-creator of the Total Transformation Program. We created the Total Transformation to help parents with difficult child behavior. Now, I'm giving it away free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. We'll let you keep it for free. Call 1-800-326-0285. 1-800-326-0285. Call now. That's 1-800-326-0285. 1-800-326-0285. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. We are back. Hour number two of Chuck Moore Speaks, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon. Eastern Standard Time, 
My guest of this segment is Dave Corbin. He is a professor of politics at the King's College, and he is uh, with the Bill of Rights Institute. Uh, the uh, they, they are releasing uh, Federalist updates uh, on a regular basis, and this is a way for us to uh, study the um, the uh, Bill of Rights and apply it to uh, present political and social controversies. Dave, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Okay, I'm having some problems hearing. Dave, are you there? Okay, I'm not hearing. Uh, Dave, come in. Nope. Okay, um, let's just see. I'm going to have to do this the old-fashioned way. I'm going to have to see if I can call it in. Uh, Dave, are you there? I am. I am here, Jeff. I am. I am oh, here, Jeff. Great. Thank you very much. We're just having a few technical problems. Uh, Dave, please talk a bit about uh, your project. You're releasing these Federalist updates daily, particularly to college-age students, and uh, you know it's a way to introduce the Bill of Rights to uh, to our to the American people, but also to to make the Bill of Rights relevant to today's political and social controversies. Is that right? Correct, yeah. We've been working through the Federalist Papers over and I sent them out to uh, high school principals and uh, history teachers, college uh, faculty members in history and civics and political science uh, and uh, leaders. Uh, and um, I think that it's been kind of encouraging uh, that there's been a great response to this effort to, to kind of go through this very important founding document, the Federalist Papers, and then to try to distill the main principle from each of the essays and then apply that principle to contemporary politics. So that's that's kind of been the project over the last year, and we're now through 37 of the papers. Now, you've uh, just released uh, a couple of days ago a uh, what you're calling a Federalist update. Could you give us the details on that? Sure. So the Federalist update is the, the essay for each week. So the, we sent out an essay last week titled Publius and, and the Progressives, in which we took a look at the founders' view of what a just society was and what progressives today in the 20th and 21st century view as a just society. And, and that's often been a theme in the essays where uh, there's something as originally intended uh, by Publius, the author of the Federalists, or the, the founders more broadly. And then there's the mm-hmm. 20th and 21st century rendition of that that tends to be a great distortion. Uh, our latest essay, which was just published this morning, uh, was titled What Happens When the Facts Don't Fit the Progressive Script. And here, once again, mm-hmm. we compare the founders who were uh, very, very intelligent men, but, uh, but, but really had this great epistemic humility. They knew what they didn't know, uh, and they didn't try to fake it when they didn't know something. And, and we compare that with uh, Progressive's epistemic arrogance. Uh, the idea today that um, a true believer in the progressive vision believes they know everything about everything. And, and if you disagree with them, you either have to be uh, ignorant uh, or you just have to have a bad intent. <laughs> so, 
So uh, right, right. No, I get that. Those those two types of people. So yeah, I I think that you know these these last couple essays are very interesting. Thirty six and thirty seven in the whole set of the eighty five Federalist essays are important, and here's why. Um, Essays one through thirty six make up pretty much the first volume of the Federalist Papers, where Hamilton, Jay, for five essays, and Madison make the case for the Union. Of course, they they believe that the Currently, at that time, that the Articles of Confederation did not provide enough of the apparatus to keep the country together and to protect it against foreign enemies. Essays 37 through 85 make the case for the particular type of republican government that was instituted uh, in the framing of the Constitution. So these are you know 50 or some odd individuals who had been kind of well-trained in history and politics and philosophy, had taken a look at the rise and fall of republics and empires, and were able for you know one special summer to come around uh, a table in Philadelphia, uh, not agree upon everything, uh, but put the interest of the public good, the common good, above whatever their own particular interest or particular thinking was on any given uh, topic. So 37 is, is that essay where Madison describes that, and he says, you know, there must have been kind of the, the, the hand of an almighty God over the proceedings because it was a miracle uh, that things went as well as they did. Not to say that everything that we put into place in the Constitution was perfect. Nothing ever made by men is. Uh, but it was, you know, it's it, it just a great event. So this is kind of the first of fifty so odd papers where he's going to go point by point through uh, the executive branch, the legislative branch, elections, the judiciary, and, and so on. And they're going to give their reasoning as to why we have the Constitution that we do. You know, Dave, you talk about this um, this idea on the left of this kind of blinding self righteousness, this idea that they know everything. And I think that it's safe to say that our founding generation, those who sat around that table in Philadelphia, who crafted the Constitution, the the most fundamental reason why they did that was to protect us from those sorts of people, you know, who back then were aristocrats. I mean, they were King George III. I mean, they were people who were part of a uh, noblesse oblige. It was a rejection of this European, even Oriental idea that there is a class of people who are smarter than the rest of us, who have some kind of enlightened knowledge, and that we uh, we ought to let them run the show. That these uh, in today's world we call those people social planners, social regulators. They want to regulate all aspects of our lives, whether it be healthcare, education, um, you know, welfare, you know, policing, you know, whatever media. And, uh, and that they do have this insufferably strong, high view of themselves as having some great insight. Now, if they have some great insight in our free market system, they ought to have the opportunity to present it and debate it in the open square. But they don't choose to do it that way. What they're choosing to do is subvert the basic system we have by transferring powers to unelected bureaus who then are involved with doing these sorts of plannings. They want to use agencies of our government that are appropriate in an inappropriate way, like our judiciary. They want judges who are appointed to interpret the Constitution to actually make rules and regulations that fit their agenda. So, you know, we we have a very serious misunderstanding on the part of these planners and of their acolytes 
of the basic function of our Constitution, which is to protect us from them, which is to limit government, and which is to create a situation where we don't have the development of aristocracy because we have a little thing called elections. What's Wonderfully said, Chuck. I mean, I, did, I couldn't agree more with, um, with that line of thinking, that analysis. It, it's, I, it's, it's spot on. And I think that what you see in the development of, of, of what um, some thinkers have called the new left is a return to the old pre-enlightenment right. With the old pre-enlightenment right, just as you, you said, this, these, these individuals in the Middle Ages, late Middle Ages, who believed, whether it was because of their blood or their intellect or what have you, that they could um, intuit right from wrong, good from evil, and so on, and that their suggestion as to what was right and wrong would be the rule of society. Uh, this is incredibly said or stated by a uh, great thinker, Irving Kristol, who wrote in a piece about 40 years ago, where he, he compared the new left to the old right, and he said what they both agree upon is that they want to end sovereignty over our civilization of the common man. They want to end the sovereignty over our civilization of the common man. And you referenced elections. Uh, you referenced um, choice. Um, the uh, the body politic, uh, being able to listen to whatever reflections are there by the leaders and then make a choice. Well, the left wants to do away with that. The left wants to make our choice for us, and, and the claim that they make is that they have the intellect that allows them to do so. What makes their claim a little bit different than the claim in the Middle Ages and the age of aristocracy is they say that science supports uh, their conclusions, uh, whereas many times in the Middle Ages, uh, uh, some, some Gnostic would say it's, it's their a better intuition of what God would have us do uh, that, that makes their claim the right claim. Right, and they, they make, as you say, they try to wrap themselves in the flag of science, and uh, you know, oftentimes their sciences have been proven to not be the case, such as eugenics and, and other progressive scientific theories. But uh, even if it were, science is science. It's not something that could be manipulated by people enforcing it. It's an understanding of the natural world and that science should be checked by faith, which is yes. to say, I mean, if we're just going to go by science, we'll, we'll be you know, executing people who they might think are useless eaters. But we don't do that because we have faith. We understand that uh, the individual is created in the image of God and that that includes the weakest among us. So we have a system in place that is based upon a balance of science and faith um, and that is supposed to be beyond the manipulation of people who think they have some kind of greater power to interpret both. Right. But your essay is Checks, Balances, and Checkbooks, the most recent uh, uh, editorial. And I think that, uh, you know, Dave, if you don't mind, comment on, on, uh, on my contention that our system of checks and balances is, first of all, it's much more intricate than simply the constitutional uh, three branches of government it also involves, on a public sphere, a balance between the federal government and the state governments, and then within the state governments, state government versus local government, and then finally, the ultimate check, which is expressed in the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, which is the sovereign citizen, checks the powers of all governments. The governments are really created to preserve, protect, and defend those sovereign rights of the citizen, who then gives a limited grant of powers to the government to make sure that you know, we can regulate to the degree we can all get along uh, 
in the maximum level of freedom, and that there are other means of checks and balances. I would argue that the right to keep and bear arms is a form of checks and balances. And, uh, you know, there are other things in the Constitution. But I think that that system has gone out of whack, uh, partially because of this tendency that's been going on in this country for the past maybe 100 years. I trace it back to the election of 1912, where there's been a transfer of power from our elected government to these appointed agencies that are not accountable, whether it be the United Nations, whether it be the Federal Reserve System, whether it be enhanced sovereign-like agencies of the government itself that are given powers to regulate and legislate uh, without necessary oversight by Congress. I mean, do you think I'm on to something on that? I do. I, I think that uh, the founders of the United States of America thought that they had created something unique, not perfect, but something unique and unique in world history uh, because it was the formation of a government that involved checks and balances. And what they hoped for was that those checks and balances would be able to best secure the liberty of the American people. Okay, we'll be right back. Dave Corbin's my guest. Stay tuned. You probably knew that Thomas Edison gave us the first commercial light bulb. But did you know he invented alkaline batteries and an electric train? Edison said, if we all did the things we're capable of, we would astound ourselves. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com. This is more than a home business. At MaxAchieve, we want to help you experience more success in all areas of your life. To find out how you could astound yourself, go to MaxAchieve.com. That's MaxAchieve.com. Or call 800-801-3465. 800-801-3465. Attention radio listeners. Are you getting amazing results from your store-bought Omega-3? Since taking Omax-3, mental fuzziness is gone. I'm on top of things. My bad cholesterol had gone down, and my triglycerides had gone down. Being 53, sometimes it's pretty uncomfortable getting up and getting out of bed. With the Omax-3, I'm jumping out of bed, and the joints feel great. We want your Omax story next, so we're sending you a free supply. Developed by Ivy League doctors affiliated with Yale University, Omax-3 is clinically tested to help improve cholesterol and reduce triglycerides by 30% in just 30 days while fighting joint pain better than your store brand. You can also feel improvements in your mood and memory with your first free supply. Omax-3's pharmaceutical-grade omega-3s come individually blister-packed so it absorbs better and gives you faster results with no fish burps. Feel results in just days, guaranteed. Get your free supply today for just the cost of shipping. Call 1-800-672-4605. That's 1-800-672-4605. 800-672-4605. Not available in California. Do you have startup capital and are looking to invest in a booming health-based business? Here's your opportunity because we're looking for business-savvy, healthy-minded people in this area to become franchise owners of Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, the number one healthy vending franchise in North America. Fresh Healthy Vending is a publicly traded company. With your Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, you'll be selling exactly what America wants, all natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. 
And with the USDA Smart Snacks and School Nutrition Guidelines starting and banning junk food in schools, the demand for fresh, healthy snacks is only getting bigger. Fresh Healthy Vending has identified prime vending machine locations in this area. And we place your machines for you so you can capitalize on the huge demand for healthy organic snacks on the go. Ready to grab your share of this booming industry? Visit readyforfresh.com today and enter code 2000 for free owner information. Locations in this area are filling up fast, so visit readyforfresh.com, special code 2000. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you don't have to search through a long list of pros. With just a few clicks, HomeAdvisor matches you with pros who provide the exact services you need. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Thank you very much. Dave Corbin's my guest. Uh, he's got an article published on The Federalist. Checks, balances, and checkbooks. Most governors play more lamb than lion in confronting centralized government. Uh, this is uh, very much an example, Dave, of what we're talking about here regarding an out-of-whack system of checks and balances because uh, the most fundamental of balances, one of the most fundamental, is the balance between the, the sovereign states and the federal government. You know, in a way, this country is unique in that our states do obtain and retain a high level of sovereignty, whereas, for example, in like a, a Canada maybe or in a, in a British Commonwealth state or a European state, the states are provinces. They're not really, they don't have sovereign power. They're more under the direct control of a much more centralized and hyper-national government. So uh, your contention being that the governors of our states have not been fulfilling the basic functions of their sovereign rights as elected governors of the states. Is that right? Yeah, that, as you mentioned before, that there are a variety of different, uh, both horizontal and vertical checks of balance to the abuse of power in the United States. And, and one of the vertical um, checks uh, and balance is, is that uh, vertical check on federal power by the state government, the uh, realization uh, by the um, founders that, or, or belief by the founders, that if the federal government had uh, encroached upon uh, state powers, uh, state sovereignty, that states would react uh, to that uh, in, in, a, in a way in which they would draw upon the well of support of their people, uh, and they would be able to um, fight back uh, against that federal encroachment. It would, uh, when Hamilton's writing this in Federalist 32, uh, he's not thinking of a scenario today where state governments have completely given in 
to the federal government because uh, they've taken up any deal uh, that the federal government uh, presents them with. I mean, Hamilton's language is, is just incredible here. He's, he says that the sense of the people, the extreme hazard of provoking the resentment of the state governments and a conviction of the utility and necessity of local administration for local purposes will prevent the national government from usurping political authority. But today, as we mentioned in the piece, I don't think there's a universal sense of the people nor a conviction of any of our state leaders, or not any of our state leaders, but most of our state leaders, that local administration for local peoples is both good and necessary. I think oftentimes, and we point this out in the article, even the baddest of bad governors like Chris Christie is looking to the federal government for for this bailout or or, uh, for this relief. And and what happens when the baddest of bad governors uh, is is playing the lamb rather than the lion uh, with regard to to the presidency? Um, I mean, it it sets up a scenario where we all turn to Washington, um, D.C., well, what you're describing about is another example of this sort of creeping transfer of powers from the states to not even necessarily the federal government, but also to even unelected uh, agencies. And I'll give the example of this Common Core curriculum. Correct. Uh, what you have is this federal agency that is really almost private. It's these, this Pearson group and, and, and Bill Gates is involved and others who are giving money. Low, a, a large sums of money to states and to local school com- communities to let them take over the uh, education system, the public education system. And so uh, the money buys them off. I mean, huge amounts of money pour in. It's very difficult to say no to money. Right. And uh, as a result, and in exchange for the money, they give up sovereignty over control of their local school education. Now, public schools used to be run by uh, school boards who were elected by the people in that community, and usually the school board members were people who not only lived in the community but had children in the schools and who knew what was going on, and they would make decisions about the curricula. Now that's been transferred to this national, single, one-size-fits-all standard that is actually connected to other international groups and that UNESCO has a role in it. And, and what you have is a transfer of the sovereign right of the citizen living in a city or town to control the education of their own children. Yeah, and I think that what's so um, awful is that not more of us uh, are uh, kind of looking at this and and, um, and questioning why we have to give up our sovereignty uh, to an unle- unelected official uh, administrator of an agency in Washington, D.C., whose idea of right and wrong, uh, good and bad, and so on, uh, are really given to them by uh, whatever the, the latest progressive vision is as to these things. Uh, so you have um, curricula that are very much um, designed by environmentalists. You have curricula that are very much uh, designed by individuals that believe there's a moral equivalent between the American regime right. and other regimes uh, across the world and throughout world history. So you have an eroding uh, of, um, of, of uh, a more American sense of right and wrong, a more American sense of civic virtue. All right, Dave Corbin, I want to thank you for joining me. The Federalist, take care. We'll do it again soon. Thank you, Jeff. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dave.
and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine-year mortgage can change your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years? We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. (laughs) Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now, 800-383-5310. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-383-5310, Attention radio listeners, are you getting amazing results from your store-bought Omega-3? Since taking Omax-3, mental fuzziness is gone. I'm on top of things. My bad cholesterol had gone down, and my triglycerides had gone down. Being 53, sometimes it's pretty uncomfortable getting up and getting out of bed. With the Omax-3, I'm jumping out of bed, and the joints feel great. We want your Omax story next, so we're sending you a free supply. Developed by Ivy League doctors affiliated with Yale University, Omax-3 is clinically tested to help improve cholesterol and reduce triglycerides by 30% in just 30 days while fighting joint pain better than your store brand. You can also feel improvements in your mood and memory with your first free supply. Omax 3's pharmaceutical-grade omega-3s come individually blister-packed so it absorbs better and gives you faster results with no fish burps. Feel results in just days, guaranteed. Get your free supply today for just the cost of shipping. Call 1-800-672-4605. That's 1-800-672-4605. 800-672-4605. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. We're back and we're joined by nationally syndicated radio talk show host Steve Dace, who is also the author of the new book, Rules of Patriots, How Conservatives Can Win Again. Steve, thanks for joining me this afternoon. You're welcome, Chuck. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Great book. I'm glad to see it's out there and it's uh, climbing the charts at, uh, at Amazon. Uh, you're bringing up a pretty good and strenuous uh, agenda here with regard to uh, how we conservatives can take back our our political system, how we can regain the high ground in American politics and culture. Uh, You mentioned four points in particular where you criticize the child-killing industry, the homosexual lobby, government education, and government sector employee unions. I'm with you in all. Well, Chuck, that is really the infrastructure of our opponents, and in any war, and I know sometimes because we like to be nicer than God, we don't want to categorize this as a war, but it is. We, we, we have civil wars in our country at the ballot box. And instead of banana republics or overnight coup d'etats where the new general rides his tanks down Main Street and he's in charge now, we fight these things out at the ballot box. And, and the casualties are ideas, principles, virtues, values, freedoms, liberties, policies. And, and this is civil war. Politics is civil war. And in any warfare, If you allow the enemy's infrastructure to remain, I don't care how many battles you win, you have lost the war. And for too long, we have allowed our political enemy's infrastructure to remain, and that is those four pillars of the status Marxist left that you mentioned right out of my book, the child-killing industry, the homosexual lobby, government education, and government sector employee unions. If If you do not have a Republican 
uh, or a member of the opposition party that threatens one or any of those uh, four pillars, let alone all four of them, then frankly, they're not worth your time getting elected. Steve, you know, the, uh, the, uh, as you point out, elections are peaceful revolutions. Every four years, every two years, actually, we change our government. We have new people who represent our interests. And yet we've seen Republican administrations come in who have left in place the creeping socialistic authoritarian structures of their predecessors. And I would even include in that Ronald Reagan, the great Reagan, who was forced to take George Bush as his running mate and vice president, he uh, promised to dismantle the Department of Education, which was put in there by Jimmy Carter as a favor to the <laughs> teachers' unions. But he didn't do it. He couldn't do it. How can we take back our politics? Well, you've got to find – the reality is that we often think it's about, it's about the grassroots. And if the grassroots is good, that means it's the exact opposite. Uh, if you look at the way that God created the universe, it, is, it runs – its leadership structure runs on a principle known as headship. And the reality is you can have as solid of a foundation as you want in your organization or institution or family. If the head of that organization, institution, and family is bad, the rest will eventually go bad as well. Look at church attendance statistics, for example. If just mom takes the children to church without dad all of their lives, there's about a one in four chance that those children, when they're adults, will go will grow up and attend church as well. However, if dad goes, regardless of what the mom does, if dad goes, studies find anywhere from two-thirds to three-quarters of those children, when they grow up and become adults, they will attend church as well. Why? Because the father was established as the head of the home. And that's, that's why you could have a company like Enron, who I'm sure had all kinds of really great people working for it, but the leadership at the top was corrupt. And it's the same thing in the Republican Party. You've got a grassroots of liberty-loving patriots, who are cut from the same salt-of-the-earth cloth as our founding fathers were. But the problem is they are lions led by lambs. The ruling class of the Republican Party is a corrupt mafia family. And until that changes, nothing else will change, and there really won't be an opposition party in America. You know, it is showing its corruption in that we I just saw an article about Jeb Bush being recruited as the Republican nominee by very wealthy multimillionaire Republicans like Adelson and others, and it's that same group that basically put in Mitt Romney, who, with due respect to him, I liked him, but nevertheless, he was one of these sort of get-along type Republicans and, and guys like Bob Dole. So uh, we have to form an opposition to that. Okay, we'll be right back. We've got a commercial break here. Steve Dace is my guest, nationally syndicated talk show host. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it be meant suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from, and where are we going, and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity, not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. 
Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to our new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it be meant suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure is there any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Program returns in 60... Do you have startup capital and are looking to invest in a booming health-based business? Here's your opportunity, because we're looking for business-savvy, healthy-minded people in this area to become franchise owners of Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, the number one healthy vending franchise in North America. Fresh Healthy Vending is a publicly traded company. With your Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, you'll be selling exactly what America wants, all natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. And with the USDA Smart Snacks and School Nutrition Guidelines starting and banning junk food in schools, the demand for fresh, healthy snacks is only getting bigger. Fresh Healthy Vending has identified prime vending machine locations in this area, and we place your machines for you so you can capitalize on the huge demand for healthy organic snacks on the go. Ready to grab your share of this booming industry? Visit readyforfresh.com today and enter code 2000 for free owner information. Locations in this area are filling up fast, so visit readyforfresh.com, special code 2000. Taking back America one listener at a time, Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and we're joined by nationally syndicated radio talk show host Steve Dace. He's also the author of Rules for Patriots, How Conservatives Can Win Again. Uh, Steve, you talk about the child-killing industry, the despicable practice of mothers murdering their unborn children, often for convenience, and how many millions of dollars that pours into the liberal left and what, how this is a cornerstone of their whole philosophy, planning on who lives and who dies which is the ultimate in the planning agenda, the regulation agenda of the authoritarian-minded left. But uh, my question to you in a more practical sense is, what do you have in mind? I mean, what can we do? Can we ban abortion at this point? Can we make it illegal? Should we charge women who have abortion with murder and put them in jail? I mean, how do we as a society reduce abortions without, you know, going through the... um, a process by which it, or do you advocate that it be outright banned? And if so, how is that enforced? Well, to me, I think that the number one, the number one thing you have to do is you have to cut off the revenue stream first and foremost. And that is you have to defund them at the federal level and you have to defund them at the state level, regardless of where you stand on what I think is the most important moral issue of the age. Regardless of where you stand right. on that question, if you are any semblance of a right of center voter, this is the number one fundraising mechanism of the left. They are running Wendy Davis for governor in Texas. They know that she, they know that Greg Abbott is going to destroy her in, in November. They know that. They are only running her so that they can put her on the cover of the Washington Post, the New York Times, and all of their other leftist media 
to raise money off of her. She is a fundraising mechanism. She's a poster child. She essentially is an abortion Barbie. That is why she is running. And this is this is the this is why you never saw Bill Clinton, who betrayed the the uh, the, the the left uh, the, the liberal civil rights movement with welfare reform. He betrayed the homosexual movement with DOMA. He re, he betrayed the unions with NAFTA. The one left of center constituency he never betrayed was the uh, was the pro child killing industry. It is why they were going to shut down the right. government over the debt ceiling in 2011. Is is over the subsidies of Planned Parenthood. So you've got to stop the subsidies. Number one, on every level, because you are funding your opposition. And then and then, it, then that presents a moral question. It seems to me that if you are pro-life, and I am, uh, you also typically are fairly conservative or libertarian. And you don't think government should be in the business of telling people what to do with their own bodies or against their own moral conscience. Well, the only reason you want government involved here is that it's another person. And if it's another person, it's protected by the law. All right, Steve, unfortunately, we've got to take another brief break. Please stick with me. We'll be right back. And together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could we meet suffering in this world which sounds like a contradiction? But it is not. Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Thank you very much. Oh, wait, hold on. Speaks. Okay, thank you very much. We're back. Uh, Steve Dace is here. He is a nationally syndicated radio host. Rules for Patriots: How conservatives can win again. Steve, like me, you're you're pro-life. Uh, you know, but I have trouble understanding how the government can ban abortions. I mean, is that what you're asking about for? Well, well, why wouldn't the, go the government makes all other forms of murder illegal? Why under I don't understand why this one should not be. Because it's not practical. I mean, women are going to have them, and I think we could well, do well, things to reduce them. Other, people are going to murder other people, Chuck, so why don't we just get rid of murder laws? They're going to murder other people, so why don't are we, we gonna, do that? Are we, going to put, are we going to put women in prison who are pregnant and want to have abortions? Are we going to convict them for crimes if they have the abortion? Are we going to execute them for murder? Is the child if they do a it? child? You're asking the wrong question, Chuck. Is it a, is it a person or not? Okay. That is the question. Is it a person? Yeah, I believe it is, but I think right, that as long as it's in the woman's... If it's a person, then it's entitled to all forms of legal protection. Now, not every taking of the life results in an execution... Not every taking of the life results in, 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 in life imprisonment. We have homicides. We have manslaughters, vehicular manslaughters. We have different degrees of punishment. But if it is a person, right. okay. then, then obviously it should be. So then, Steve, what, then, what, what would you advocate as a matter of public policy be done with a woman who chooses to murder her unborn child if she's convicted asking, of that crime? I, I think you're asking the wrong question. The question is, you first have to protect by law what is a person. 
And then you put the choice on the individual whether to commit that crime or not. The, the onus is not on the one who wants to protect life, Chuck, in a, in, a, in a law and order rule of law society. The onus is on the person who wants to take it. For example, the reason people like you support abortion restrictions is because you're hoping that they will restrict women from having access to them or give them time to think over the, the choice again about whether to do it. You know, women like my mom, who was pregnant right. with me at the age of 14, for example. OK, and I agree with that. The same logic applies to saying that a person is a person. If, 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 if having laws that tell you, think about, have, before you kill your child, think about it for a little bit. Understand what it is you're doing for, you know, for, uh, for 24 hours or for, for seven days. If those laws cause women to reconsider whether or not to take a life, wouldn't a law that says that is a life and we are defining it as a person under the Fifth and Fourteenth Amendment of the Constitution do the exact same thing? Of course it would. That's the point of the law. The point of the law is not to stop law-breaking. The point of, you can't stop law-breaking. That is human nature, and statists are the ones who try to guarantee outcomes through government. What we try to do as, establish, as conservatives, as patriots, who people, people who understand what a, how a constitutional republic operates and what the laws of nature and nature's God say, is we understand that laws are not there to stop people from breaking the law. Laws are there to protect, to, 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 to punish people when they do. And so if, so if that punishment... Right. Is what is what motivates people to not break the law, then we ought to protect those children by law. I think we could do a lot to reduce abortion in this country by through education, through cutting off funding, which I agree with you on. There should never be funding of any abortion bills and through a public effort, but I just ultimately think that if a well, woman you know, is going to, after all said and done This debate you and I are having yeah. That is actually the one the ruling class wants. Because while you and I debate the tactic here by which to defend life, understand that they get away with passing budget after budget after budget that gives million dollars, millions and millions and 700. I mean, if you do, if you do the math, $500 a kill for 4,000 babies a day times 365 is about $730 million. And that's before they get hundreds of millions of dollars in our subsidies. And so while you and I discuss... And well, we, we, we agree on that, Steve. We agree on that, I, that the government should I, not I give them a dime. I know we agree on that, and that's exactly why our focus ought to be putting the pressure on our elected officials to do the job we elected them to do. And that's, and that's, part, of the re, that's part of the thing with my book. We often debate in the grassroots. How much compromise can we, should we put up with? How much compromise can we put up with? Are, are you tired of the lesser of two evils? Or is it the perfect that's the enemy of the good? Understand all of those arguments are what the ruling class wants. It is not our job to change our standards and our tactics to justify voting or supporting people. It is their job to do their damn jobs, which is what we elected them to do. And I think we need to put the pressure right back on them. If we can't even get our elected officials to do something simple, like ending the funding of an industry that kills children for a living, then really the debate that you and right. I are having about what's the ultimate way to protect life is an irrelevant debate at that point. Well, but you again, you and I are on the same side on that. I think we both insist that there should not be a dime of public money spent on abortion. The taxpayer, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that we have to do it. There's nothing in Roe versus Wade that says we have to do it. We as taxpayers should not be funding it because it's immoral. However, I mean, the bigger question is then how do we reduce abortion? But ultimately, you know, if it's going to happen. I think ending those subsidies would substantially reduce abortion. I agree. I agree. I couldn't agree more, Steve. I couldn't agree more. We have to take a brief break. We'll be right back. 
Hold on. Program returns in 60. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. That's 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. Chuck Morse Speaks. Okay, we're back. Steve Dace is my guest. He's a nationally syndicated talk show host, the author of Rules for Patriots, How Conservatives Can Win Again, available at major bookstores, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Steve, look, I'm with you. I hope that you have a huge impact, and I can see that you are having a big impact on American politics, especially as we enter into the midterm elections. Um, You know, and I, I try to do my part as well. I mean, I think that you're right on the money. Your book, Rules for Patriots, is a great counterpart to the left-wing Bible, which is Rules for Radicals by Alinsky. And in a sense, you're incorporating some of those same rules, mm-hmm. but we're turning it on its head and using mm-hmm. it for, for to to bring back uh, an American or to reemphasize a, a basic the basic morality and ethics that have made us who we are. And that's I congratulate the you for that. I, thank you, Chuck, very much. And that and that's why we wrote the book. It's what David Limbaugh writes in this foreword. He says, listen, I've written a lot of best-selling books. I give talks about them all over the country. When I get done, people ask me, what do I do now? And David says, well, I tell them to stand up for what you believe. And they ask him, what does that look like? And he says, I don't know, but do it anyway. And, and we needed a plan. What does that actually look like? And through a lot of experience I have in, in political activism, I'm probably one of the few syndicated hosts who actually has done campaigns, has recruited candidates, has worked in campaign consulting and messaging in my private time. And so I, I, I want to try to bridge the gap between our principles and the process, because right now we have an establishment, Chuck, that only cares. They worship at the altar of the process. But I think sometimes we in the, in the grassroots don't understand really how the process works. And we just think if we throw our principles out there that we win. And it doesn't work that way either. We need a plan that works with our principles and would work only with our belief system and worldview. And that's what I hope that Rules for Radicals, how conser- or Rules for Patriots, how conservatives can win again. That's what I hope that book is. All right, Steve. No, it is a great blueprint for that. It's a great manual. I urge people to get it. It's available, as I said, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookstores, good-looking book, doing well. What do you see coming up in the midterm? I think the Republicans are going to crush the Democrats. It's just a matter of how bad it will be. I think that this is going to clearly this, – I think the trend line, if you look at the, the, dem, the data trend line at this point in this cycle, Chuck, compared to where it was in 2010, which was a huge Republican year, about 732 incumbent Democrats lost their jobs, this trend line for this year will be the worst for the Democrats. Fantastic. Steve J. thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Chuck. I shall return tomorrow at the usual time. You're welcome. Have a good afternoon, everybody. 
People wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills, and that stinks. People in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat, and that stinks even worse. There's a way to help solve both of those problems. Get on the internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, and for years I have been helping people work from home. With usagoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177.